What is up, everyone, and welcome back to the Nonstop Baseball Podcast. Here we are with episode 22, and guess what? We back, and football is back. It was a very fun weekend watching La Liga, Bundesliga, Premier League. You know what I'm talking about. We're all on the nope. same page. Definitely not. I'm amped. Raiders got a preseason win. That means absolutely nothing. Love to see it. Saints got a preseason loss where they turned the ball over like six times. Also love to see it. Dortmund won five to two and they dominated. Love to see. It. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but as always, you just heard I'm where I'm here with the normal boys. I got my boy Brian. Oh, what's up, guys? And I got Adam with me. Uh, greetings. <laughs> greetings indeed. Oh, greetings. So yeah, I think we'll we'll I we've had a few different uh starts the episode these last couple of weeks especially with trades and stuff like that but i think we'll start off a little bit more traditional because it's it's all interesting as always we're going to look at standings and some power rankings and also i feel like uh disclosure i'm someone that's never drank coffee and never really drank much caffeine but i'm, I'm starting to experiment and i am uh, i'm very caffeinated on some tea right now so very wired yeah i'm very <laughs> wired right now yeah. See, I'm the opposite. I am sedated. I've only had about a liter of coffee today. <laughs> oh my god! I uh, don't touch the stuff, so yeah. have fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but talking yeah. about standings, you brought them up. I gotta mention, Padres are ten and a. Oh, it's ten and a half right now. Their game's about to end, so it's gonna be ten games flat as of the end of day Sunday behind the Giants. It's two hands back. I look mean, at both yeah, your that's hands. That's how many. That's how many games back wow, there. That's a lot of numbers. <laughs> Their run differential, though, I wanted to point out, is kind of falling. They were kind of steady at 100 for a while, and now yeah, they're at plus 84. Yeah, that's what happens when you you lose games. Well, fair enough, but it 84 is a pretty solid job for them. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a rough little stretch for the Padres. Yeah, it's been interesting this year. Just going into it talking all about the pitching i think we talked about this a little bit and joe musgrove has been great all year but you know you darvish still having a solid year but he's at, up around the high three era now he chris, definitely slowed down yeah chris paddock has not been good ever since his breakout uh, a couple of years ago um so it'll be interesting to see what they do with him and then yeah blake snell we've documented his struggles he's starting to bounce back a little bit but and clevenger's been out all year that definitely hasn't helped yeah for yeah. sure um, and then lamette as well yeah. yeah there's also some rumors that they may be signing jake arietta who's been cut so that would be something interesting to monitor uh, yeah jake arietta is not someone who's been good relatively recently uh, but no. he has a resume and who knows maybe on a team that is actually in the playoff race, he'll be a little more motivated on because the Padres do have some people to fight off for that wild card. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, there's, I'd say there's three teams potentially three. vying for that wild card now. Oh, I see the third. Yeah. Dude, the it's... NL East is actually kind of putting themselves in contention for getting a wild card, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, whether it's Atlanta or Philadelphia who takes the top, uh, the other, whichever doesn't, I think is a, uh, potentially fighting for a wild card spot which is kind of wild considering i don't think anybody even remotely thought someone from that division would um but then over yeah. in the central man cincy oh, cincy's yeah. doing it 
They're no, they're a solid it. club, bro. Yeah. With the big wink. Yeah. And then the the sort of dark horse wild card, St. Louis on a six game win streak. Yeah. St. Louis out of nowhere has been real hot all year long. It's been a breakout year for Tyler O'Neill, and he's been extra hot the over the last couple of weeks. He's got an OPS over a thousand. But then Arenado, uh, over the last his last 17 games, he got a 306 average, 397 on base, 629 slugging, which is another OPS over a thousand. And mm-hmm. they're hitting well over the last two weeks. Uh, OPS as a team over 800. Um, and freaking Adam Wainwright, dude, is like almost 40, and he's got I think like a 327 something like that this year. He was a I'm the fountain of youth. Potential potential spoiler potential spoiler for a segment later. He was a. Maybe going to be my who really um, oh, was Adam Wainwright. Nice. So we got a new segment. Wow, a little teaser. Oh, oh, wow. A little teaser. But dude, this is kind of funny because I feel like the Cardinals were one of the teams we were making fun of at the trade deadline. Like, oh, they got John Lester and Jay Happ. Like, oh, what are they going to do? And Lester's yeah. not been good, but Happ's been good. Yeah, but it's more of the fact that the Cardinals are surging right now. They've won six in a row. They're eight and two in their last 10. Like, yeah it's uh they did something right they're clicking i mean when when you're only four games back from a wild card spot that's that's not a terrible place to be when a lot of people were considering your club kind of dead in the water as much fun as it is to talk about these teams having a chance realistically do you guys still think the padres take that second wild card yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think yeah. that's fair. I mean, I mean, it's, it's fun. It's, I, I mean, their biggest competition is going to be Cincinnati. Um, and I think it's just because San Diego has the, they have as much potential to go on a random like six game slide as since he has the potential to go on a random six game tear. Okay. And that's, that's you? enough. That's enough to, to change that race. What about you, Noah? What are you thinking? Well, like, if you're asking if I bet, I don't know, but okay. I am feeling real good about the Reds, and we've talked about their schedule as well. They're looking so yeah. good. Luis Castillo's back on it, um, and then Winker, Votto, they're just looking so good right now. Um, <laughs> actually, you know who else has been looking good for the Reds? <laughs> Kyle Farmer. Uh, a couple of a few days ago in the, the Reds route of the Braves hit a home run that, that in Atlanta. And uh, one Braves fan did not really uh, like the sight of another home run. <laughs> Listen closely uh, to that reaction here. He's never had a chance as robust as this year with the Reds. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. I was like looking, I was going through the game story and I saw it and I just see this guy. Oh my God. Just one more time. As this year with the Reds. Oh my God. <laughs> Pure anguish. Pure anguish. It's like, it's already nine to one at that point. So plenty of fans have left. So you could hear, you could hear when someone gets real frustrated. And it was just hilarious. Yeah. And I mean, my take on the Padres is I think it, uh, I think it comes down to Tatis. I mean, they were on a four game slide. We see Tatis come back today, two home runs, a double, a single, essentially is like their entire offense today in the game. They're going to probably going to win. It's not over yet, but I'm assuming they're going to win it. So, and I mean, he's playing in the outfield. Probably they think it'll be less wear and tear on his shoulder. We'll see how that goes, but, uh, I don't know, man. I, I think it's going to rest on Tatis. If he can, if that shoulder can stay in place, 
I think we see them be the second wild card. Yeah, I, I they they have too much power, and and that's just like star power and ability to to do it to really ever count them out of that race. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, yeah. and also they they got the spot right now. So you right, gotta, they have it is yeah. it is their spot to lose. That's true. Exactly. And then the NL East honestly might be the better race than the wild card with the Braves, the Phillies. And we haven't brought up the Mets, who, I mean, they're still in it. They're only two games back from the division lead. Yeah, they just got to figure out how to play baseball again. Yeah, well, they've been been playing some exciting baseball this week against the Dodgers. It's just they're playing against the Dodgers, so it's been tough. And then this week, it's all Giants and Dodgers. (laughs) Yeah, so they they get to go through that that lovely NL West buzzsaw and just pray that they can make it out, you know, not five or six games back. I I forget if... All right, go for it. I, I forget if it was Ron Darling or um, Keith Hernandez. I think it was Ron Darling said, you can't win the division in these like next 12 or 14 games, whatever it was, but you could certainly lose it. <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh, definitely. And I mean, the Mets have a, we noted last week, a 13 game stretch where they only play the Giants and Dodgers. So they're playing Dodgers now and so on and so on. I mean, dude, if you're the Mets, do you think if they leave that stretch of games with like a six and seven record, are they okay with that? Like you have yeah. to be, you yeah. have to be, be okay right? with like, that. <laughs> like that's like, they would take that right now. I feel like you offer that to them. They'd be like, oh yeah, sign me up. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they wouldn't yeah. even argue. Yeah. If you're, if you're even, if you're a game within 500, yeah, you're, you're happy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. One thing I want to note about the Braves, which is pretty interesting. If you go to like any like stats website and look at the Braves lineup you there's one thing that really sticks out their entire infield has played 116 games or more like the entire infield so that's Freddie Freeman Ozzy Albies Dansby Swanson and Austin Riley which is just crazy consistency from four guys to pretty much be in the lineup every day and then they're always getting the matchups in the outfield with all the guys they brought in yeah reliable guys they're just dude the whole infield's producing too i mean 290 average 290 265 260 I mean, the ops's are 819 815 894 and 883 like dude. you can always expect quality from frederick <laughs> frederick freeman i love a good old freddie freeman but let's go talk some al baseball shall we noah how are you feeling about your boston red Sox? Um, here wait here's a I have an infomercial for you guys. Are you ready? Oh, oh, I'm ready. Yeah, sure. Is your favorite baseball team stuck in a rut? Are you just yeah. not enjoying watching baseball? Your favorite team play baseball these days? Mm-hmm. Well, do I have the thing to you for you? <laughs> I'm caffeinated. <laughs> have you ever heard of the Baltimore Orioles? <laughs> <laughs> play a series oh. against them. It'll guarantee to raise your spirit. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I, I think you could throw the Diamondbacks in with that conversation, but yeah. for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the Red Sox, tough little stretch, looking a little ugly at times, but now it looks like they're back on track. Their starting pitching is great. Also getting Chris Sell back. He had a real solid five innings right there. Gave up uh, two little solo shots, but other than that, looked really good. Not like uh, the 97 velocity like we've seen in the past. Uh, got it up to 96 like once or twice more sat around 94 but change up look good slider look good and but yeah it's been i'm excited about the red sox again i mean like it's still gonna be a dog fight for the rest of the year but yeah here we go we got a little easier stretches now as well that that the 
schedule right after the all-star break for them was tough. It was like Yankees, Rays, Blue Jays, a ton in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Now they get the Orioles, which is the first team with a negative 200 run differential. So I think we need to go back to calling them the Baltimore doo-doo poopoos. Yeah. The tutu poopoos. They're pretty bad. Yeah. No, they're awful. Uh, yeah. What about the Blue Jays, Adam? How are you feeling about your Blue Jays? I'm feeling – I don't know how I'm feeling about the Blue Jays, man. <laughs> they're in a weird place. They've just – they've had a weird week. They obviously came came off of uh, sticking it to the Red Sox. They split the series against the Angels 2-2, which is That's, fine. The Angels are a team you want to beat, though. You want to win that yeah, series. Yeah, sure. you want to win that series. They – uh they lost this series against the Mariners. Uh, they dropped the first two. Uh, the first one they dropped in pretty much the worst way that you can ever drop a series, which is walking home a walk-off, which is just disgusting. Yeah, um, but they won today, which is fine. I don't know. And then they lose Springer again. Now he's day-to-day with an ankle injury. Uh, it just... Just a rough week. It just... It's a, it's a real feels bad. I feel like Toronto is that team that if they were healthy, they'd have, you know, they'd be up with Boston right now, but they're just never healthy. Yeah. I mean, I, that it's just a tough reality that happens, but something really cool happened in the Toronto versus angel series. We got to see the home run leader go against the guy second in the home run race while pitching. Yeah. I don't think we've ever seen that before. The home run leader struck out the guy in second place in the home run race whoa whoa whoa, whoa 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 worth noting first to at bat uh vladdy did get a hit he did win the battle the first time okay and then proceeded st- to get struck out but not <laughs> I, the point it's just, it's just i think it's hilarious like it's just wild how good otani is like that's really the point of this like oh yeah it's crazy yeah dude, it's, you it's, have the guy leading the league in home runs striking out is actually in second place <laughs> it was actually really interesting right i think that was the 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 matchup that a lot of people were really interested in but i was actually so much more interested in the other side because i really wanted to see alec manoa against uh, shohei and that was really good yeah um where where he got shohei to strike out which was nice it but, is amazing yeah. alex manoa's had a great season for toronto you know, Toronto, I kind of feel like this is a learning season for them in a sense. Like, Oh, I mean, this is a team that's so ridiculously young. Like, yeah, they've and, got they've got a couple of years to, to still get really good. And and Alec Manoa will very I, I have all faith. He's going to be a one or two guy in that rotation in no time. He's oh. so stinking good. Yeah. And I mean, the AL East is no slouch of division. They have a lot of experience and a lot of talent. So it's tough to have high expectations in that division. Yeah, it's tough, but they, they're doing what they can. Uh, oh, sure. oh, go for it. No. As I say, on the uh, other side of that um, Toronto-Seattle series, that was some exciting baseball. Uh, tough, obviously, for the Rangers, especially with the Springer going down, but the Mariners are trying to stick around in that wild card chase, and they're they're doing it. And I can't imagine being a Mariners fan right now. You're, you're living and dying every single night of their last 13 games. 12 of them have been decided by two runs or fewer. So there, yeah, every night it's a nail biter in Seattle and uh, yeah, they're, they put together four in a row right now. Um, uh, well, they lost today. 
So they lost today. Oh. Yes, they played the Jays and lost today. Four out of five. Four out of five. <laughs> the, they were on a four-game streak. Yeah. The Seattle Mariners have a really weird like situation because if you look at their expected win-loss record, I don't think anybody's is as different as theirs is in a negative way. Oh yeah. Like, there's a 63 and 55 that's their actual record and their expected record is 55 and 63 the reverse yeah which i mean that just tells you they're winning a lot of close ball games late in the game yeah that they're kind toronto's of toronto's the other lose. way around toronto's yeah. toronto's 63 and 54 and their expected is 71 and 46 yeah man that happens uh yeah pretty brutal it's rough <laughs> It's a real then, sad one. They're literally, dude, their expected win loss is division leaders in the AL East, <laughs> which is so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, no, that's pretty crazy. And then how do we feel about the Detroit Tigers having the second most wins in the division? Notice I say second most wins. They're not in second place because they were in second place wins. for a day. And then the Mariners. Oh, my dude. The Detroit Tigers are a second place team. Yeah. Like yeah. we told you all year. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We never, we yeah. never doubted Detroit, right? No, no, nope, not once. Worth the note, whoever gets second place in the central has zero chance of being the wild card. Oh, there's no wild card. Yeah, no, no shot. But yeah. Which is fun I'm, to talk about. But yeah, and I was looking it up. I mean, his on the season numbers aren't fantastic. I'm getting the exact numbers in front of me right now, but Miguel Cabrera, since the all-star break has not been bad at all. I mean, oh, the month, he's, been, he's been all right. No, yeah. The month of, uh, the month of June, he had an 850 OPS, then July 753, and then August 874. Uh, no, yeah. In the second half, he's had an 876 OPS. So, I mean, you'll, you'll take that. He's looking back. It was just April, May, and, uh, well, I guess it started in March a little bit too. It was just a very, very bad. Uh, but glad to see Miguel Cabrera swinging the thing again. <laughs> How do you guys feel about them sitting Mickey to try getting his 500th at home? Oh, I love that. Yeah, no, I, I have so much respect for that. Like, dude, he's been a guy like, okay, he didn't spend his entire career with Detroit, but he's spent a significant he's portion. A, he's, yeah, he's I mean, that's, that's his team, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. No, he's a Detroit Tiger. I mean, that's where he got his triple crown, all his, like, huge, huge achievements. Like, I, I love Mickey. He's a Detroit Tiger. And I think it's amazing that they're trying to get him his 500th home run at home. Yeah. But it's kind of hard, though, because, like, he's hot. You're hitting real well. Like, do you really want to give him a day off while he's hot? It's debatable, but I think they made the right move. Yeah. If I was Cabrera, I'd just be like, I wouldn't like it if I was Cabrera. <laughs> I'd be yeah, like, no, I I'm can just see playing. that. I don't want to think about, I just want to go out there and hit. I don't want to think about trying to get a five on my home run, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird to like think about what pro athletes' mindset on are on those type of things. Cause like, yeah, you have to think about it, but you don't get to that level without being able to play through the like thinking about it stuff. So it's kind of weird to see think about like how they would approach those type of milestones and how they get into the box like does it change their mindset yeah interesting hey adam what do you think about uh, last week's power rankings uh i mean they're they're sort of um they're oddly maybe more correct now but at the (laughs) time uh pretty unbelievably disrespectful (laughs) You know, maybe you can blame the Blue Jays' rough week on the power rankings. They just put bad juju around the Blue Jays. Dude, uh, yeah, maybe. 
um <laughs> it, i i did i i by the way i did look because i was i was like oh man there's no way that uh the mlb power rankings are uh are like they have to be the only one who 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 did the who did the uh, Jays this dirty, and they absolutely were. Almost everybody else had the Jays top ten. <laughs> yeah, I, so I looked at some other power rankings, and like they still had the Blue Jays low, but like yeah. they didn't drop the pro. Okay, so for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, the Blue Jays after having a great week, a huge week, honestly, like it looked like a momentum changing week. They got dropped three spots in the power rankings. For tied for the biggest drop of the week with the bets, which was I, I, like I just I just want to read this 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 like what this idiot uh, David Adler I'm calling you out because this was actually just one of the Come stupidest on the podcast one of David the stupidest Adler. things I've ever read in my entire damn life. The Blue Jays dropped from 11th to 14th underneath the just black hole of suck that is the New York Mets right now, um, and he and he literally writes. Toronto's week was good though. The Jays won five straight and then finished with an epic comeback win against the Red Sox on Sunday. What? And you dropped them? What? That's like you read that sentence and you go, "Wow, if they won five straight and and like took down the second place Red Sox who have who are like playing like who were playing pretty well, like that's that's pretty crazy. Where are the Red Sox ranked? Like, oh wow, the Red Sox uh where 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 are they let me let me find they oh they're number eight they're oh they, they were sixth at the time oh and the jays took three off of them and we're just gonna drop them to 14th under the mets what oh. i mean how I stupid do you have agents. to be yeah you like them because giants number one yeah giants are number one. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever it's their dumb power ranking. Now they make a little bit more sense. Although even now, I still wouldn't have the Jays at 14. I still think that that's kind of disgusting. Well, let's discuss, see if any other teams should be dropping more. The Mets, I mean, the, the Mets. Mets could still keep dropping. They've... Yes. The Mets have no business While being we're where talking about the Mets, what did you guys hear Pete Alonzo's comment this week? <laughs> no. I saw Syndergaard's. He, so was, he made a comment. It, I, I'm paraphrasing i don't know the exact one i probably could look it up i'll look it up as i'm talking about it but uh he made a comment to the new york media that like man just smiled that we could watch baseball <laughs> while they're like struggling oh man and no, if I... you know anything about new york media <laughs> telling them like to that. just smile and that we got this during a losing streak definitely not that <laughs> what they want to hear oh i i love Cindergard's thing where he was like he was just mad at the MLB. He was like, who the hell thought that it was a good idea to shift our game to a night game when we have to fly to the West Coast literally right after? That's disgusting. <laughs> he was super mad. <laughs> okay, I found the quote. It says, I know we have the most passionate fan base in baseball. I know that. And I understand it's frustrating. It's frustrating for us. But just understand that we're together. We're all in this together, and we got this. Just smile and just know that we got this. Oh, man. <laughs> Which Adorable. I just, like you hear how brutal the New York media can be. And Pete Alonzo is such a good guy. And I feel like <laughs> New York is just not the place for him to thrive. Well, he had, I don't know. It's Well, he actually he came up with up a huge fans, hit. Yeah. So yeah. like he came up with a huge hit the next game and they won the game and it was like all crazy. And I was like, man, maybe we should just smile. And then they lost. Yeah. And then they proceeded to be bad again, but whatever. But 
I don't know, man. Because do we know when Lindor is coming back and Baez? Like, I haven't really been following those. Injuries. I don't know because Lindor, that's like an oblique or something, right? And yeah, that so be... the report came out yeah. today saying he's feeling great. He's nearing a return. He's gonna need a rehab assignment though, so hmm. he probably still has another week or two at minimum. Yeah, probably something like that. And then the Baez one was weird. Yeah, he got he has back spasms, so we don't know when he'll be back. So. Some tough injury luck for the Mets. Yeah. Uh, Noah, you have any thoughts about the power rankings? Well, I guess I, I will. But first, you mentioned That's rehab cool. assignment. Yeah. One thing, I don't know if I just totally missed it or what, but Kyle Schwarber is playing for the Red Sox. I don't remember ever hearing him going on a rehab assignment. He just, like, was out for over a month, just showed up, took a couple of walks, today, hit a double. It's like, what? <laughs> you know, hey, some you players go, are just like that. Well, he, yeah, he did that in the World Series, right? Because there's no minor yeah. leagues. He couldn't rehab. He just came off being injured forever and just. But yeah. I mean, I'm, sh- I'm sure he was doing cage work and oh, yeah. live hitting. He's not doing stuff. nothing. Yeah, he's not yeah. just cold off of a month of nothing. <laughs> and they go and they just hand him a bat and tell him, hi, buddy. <laughs> yeah. you know, rehab assignments are something interesting because the Giants, in a sense, have kind of abused rehab assignments. Like, t- Listella did like a three-week rehab assignment. A lot of MLB teams like, uh, abuse the ability to do reha- uh, quote-unquote rehab assignments. Dude, it's a good look- way to get out of paying players for certain things. Well, it's the Giants aren't doing it in a sense to get out of paying players. They oh yeah, yeah. I'm just, sense. I'm just saying, like it's, it's well, it's like a known thing that happens. Yeah. That, that teams abuse. Yeah, the Giants have been doing it for roster flexibility and like trying yeah. to get the matchups, like. They've also used the COVID IL for like vaccination side effects a ton this year. Mm. So mm. they're just to get like one day flexibility. Like Jay Jackson missed one game with a, or maybe two games because he had like vaccination, whatever they call it. And now he's back, but it <laughs> let them get Sammy Long up for one day to start the game just to send him back down when Jay Jackson comes off the COVID IL. So it's kind of crazy how all that stuff works. But uh, Noah, do you want to continue with your power rankings? Uh, yeah, going into like seeing the power rankings, I thought they might be a little bit more aggressive with the Red Sox downward. They just dropped two spots. I think that's, I don't know, fair just because of what they've done all year. But going into this next power rankings, I think A's are going to go up a bit. Uh, Reds need to go up. Cardinals for sure. Um I swear to God, if the Jays don't swap spots with the Mets, I might actually have to I hit can't, people. I can't wait for the Mets skip moved up. No shot. <laughs> I know. No they, shot. They've been playing against a tough team. They like, they, yeah, they've lost, but it's been against the Dodgers, so we're gonna move them up. So we're gonna, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna put them up over a team that has four more wins than them. Disgusting. Whatever. Uh, yeah other than that i don't don't got i mean like i just feel like the brewers are a top five team but i don't think you can move anyone out of the top five that's in there yeah Uh, i think that's fair it's hard to it's hard to move anybody in that top five around i think i like the brewers playoff chances more than the rays or white Sox, but i understand why they're in the power rankings you know people People are in love with the White Sox in the playoffs. Like really? everything I read and listen to, like there, people are ready for the White Sox to make like a legit th- World Series. I run. think it just. I think the only reason that I would be so hot on the White Sox as well is I think just where they are likely to slot into the playoff bracket gives them a decent shot. 
who do they play if ended well if it ended today they're playing the astros that's not ideal <laughs> but uh i don't know it it definitely could be interesting i i would still have to say like the astros have to be the favorite in the al like in yeah. my mind at least and, and that's why that's why i like the brewers because the brewers are going to play whoever wins the east and then the nl west you know in all <laughs> likelihood kill themselves. Gonna, yeah kill themselves <laughs> like, and then yeah Dude, that's just what's crazy. Like, it's going to be the wild card of them. The wild card probably. Like, dude, there were some Giants fans that were like, we let the Brewers get the best record in the league. It's like, no, that's a horrible strategy. The worst idea. Like, just stay hot and win as many games as you can. Stay hot and hope that you see an upset in the wild card card race that lets you play like the Reds or somebody later. Well, dude, even if it's the Dodgers or Padres, like, you've played them a lot this year. Like, it's like an advantage for both sides. So, it'll it'll be a bloodbath, whichever NOS teams all play each other. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think the power rankings are interesting. I feel like as we get later into the season, it's kind of getting – a lot less movement it was fun earlier in the year where there was like big drops and big raises yeah we're, we're kind of settling down we kind of know what teams are at this point yeah yeah not not nearly as interesting except when you know teams get dropped three spots for no damn reason <laughs> no not for no reason oh sorry for, <laughs> oh sorry you're right for having a five game win streak <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah oh yeah and, and taking three games off of the one of the arguably one of the best teams in the league yeah yeah, yeah. That's, that's fine yeah um you know something that does get me excited brandon crawford getting paid man yeah this dude is just grinded out with the giants he's been there for so long and he signed a two-year 32 million dollar extension that is well deserved um absolutely he's somehow thrown himself into like if you look at like a top 10 of like MVP debates, like he's in the top 10, I, he's not going to win it. No, obviously like no, no if shot. Tatis is healthy, Tatis is going to win the NL MVP. I feel like that's going to happen, but uh, dude Crawford, if you read his stats for the season, his slash line is a 298 average 364 on base percentage. It doesn't have his slugging, but his OPS is 900, which is just ridiculous, dude from 34 year old Brandon Crawford literally having his best year at the plate ever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, he's got that old man power. Yeah. There are a few old dudes just having their best year this year. <laughs> and a lot of them are on the giants. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, another, yeah, but yeah, I love to see uh, Brandon Crawford getting paid. It was just like, whenever I try to think about, okay, where might you go? And I was just like, well, San Francisco, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Where, where, where else? Yeah. Brandon Crawford, like they have pictures of him as a little kid being at the Giants stadium, like that they always show on the broadcast. Like he's just a San Francisco giant for life. Like it wouldn't have been right if he went anywhere else. It just wouldn't have. Yeah. So for this, sure. Well, at least I think, honestly, I could see him retiring at the end of this contract. He'll be 36. I, I mean, see what it. else, what else would he have to accomplish in his career? He's won the world series rings he's had his 34 year old like all famer yeah Uh, i would say it depends how these next two years go i'm probably leaning towards no wow yeah i'd I'd say no as well but one thing i i thought about bringing up earlier but then i didn't because i want to didn't want to derail us too hard is adam wainwright a hall of famer yes oh yes i'd say yeah for me i gotta look at his career stats but 
the only thing brand to go just talk about brand crawford while i'm looking at wayne Wright's stats yeah. the only thing crawford has going for him is the voters for the hall of fame love defense if you're able to stick around a long time and play good defense, like there's some guys shortstops in the Hall of Fame that are very questionable, but are there Man, because the of Hall defense. of Fame the, the Hall of Fame voters are weird. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mean that's why I say like it depends how the next two years go. Like if Brandon Crawford continues continues what he's done this year for two more years, like I think it could get really interesting, especially if the Giants play or mess around with the World Series this year or next year. Yeah. Uh I don't know. It would be funny. Uh, looking at Wainwright's stats, dude, he's pitched an insane amount of innings. Oh my! <laughs> yeah, the dude's the dude has a very solid chance of getting his two thousandth strikeout this year. Like, yeah, dude, he has over twenty three hundred innings pitched, which is <laughs> just yeah. insane. Career and, career three thirty seven ERA. Like, yeah, he's, that's what I was about he to is, say. He's absolutely deserving of that. Yeah, man. yeah. I was, I, I, I was doing some uh, research, and I guess Hall of Fame, the like the war range is usually around like 50 is kind of like on the lower end and he's like mid forties, but I think he's just, I don't know just what he's done for so long. And just, I think he's the hall of famer, you know? Yeah. I absolutely do. I, I think he is. Yeah. It'll be interesting how long he sticks around. Cause I mean, he's pretty, he's 39 right now. Yeah. He's so. going to be 40 in like uh, two months. Yep. Yeah. So That'll be interesting how much he has left. But I mean, look at Bartolo Clone and some other pitchers. Like they just weirdly play into their own. A long time. Yeah. Did you know who else should be a Hall of Famer? Tyler Gilbert. First career start. That was crazy. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. Pitching pitching for the worst team in baseball. (laughs) No hits the Padres. Yeah, his yeah. first career start. Dude, there was That's a lot awesome. of things that happened this week that I feel like would just be mind blowing if like someone told like imagine Tyler Gilbert as a kid like your first start in the MLB you're gonna no hit a good team like yeah, and then to go along with that imagine telling Tim Anderson you're gonna hit a walk off at the Field of Dreams. Oh, that was so good. Oh, I don't oh, know that, how you that guys... game could not have ended any better. Yeah. I don't like. I don't want to take away from Tyler Gilbert. Great start. Amazing. Really? Wait, wait, wait. Really quick. Tyler Gilbert, though. You, when your name is in the record books next to names like Theodore, Brettenstein, Bumpus Jones, and Bobo Holloman, you know you're doing something good in life. Also, <laughs> you put my also, name next to Bumpus Jones, I'm retiring. Yeah. Also, the big bump, Bumpus Jones and Teddy Brettenstein, they debuted with a no hitter in the 1800s. Only Bobo Holloman and Tyler Gilbert have done it uh, uh, in the 20th or 21st century. That's <laughs> it's a wildly rare feat. <laughs> yeah. So, talking about the Field of Dreams, I don't know how you guys, how do you guys feel about the movie Field of Dreams? This is a good. It's a good. Never seen it. You did. Oh, Noah. <laughs> Ooh. Oh my. I'm heartbroken. Okay. Noah. Noah. I've seen that movie. <laughs> and I don't, I don't even watch, watch movies. movies. <laughs> I don't watch movies. <laughs> yeah, it's funny thinking about the last. I mean, Field of Dreams is something I should have seen a long time ago. But the last few years, I just like really fallen off of watching movies. But last night, I started watching Inception, and I was like, I need to watch more movies. Movies are fun to watch, huh? <laughs> So Field of Dreams, I feel like is a movie that is better to watch for the first time as a kid. Because like yeah. <laughs> looking back now, the storyline's kind of like that's a little ridiculous. Uh, but I still love it. Like I don't 
like honestly i would argue it's definitely a top three baseball movie for me uh mm. i love feel i love field of dreams is it like, a it's, top three baseball movie for me i know a lot of <laughs> you don't want to hear my hot take about baseball movies i'm like oh no honestly i think sandlot's kind of overrated <laughs> oh yeah and like, Sandlot is overrated, yeah, but I think no, it dude. still has a nostalgia factor that for sure people swear by Sandlot, and I've just like it's not in my top three. Like maybe it's in my top five, but even mm-hmm. then, I'm not really sure. I don't know if I've even seen many baseball movies. I definitely know my number one though. Ooh, what is it? A League of Their Own. Okay, yeah, that's a solid one. That's in yeah. my top three. The other one in my top three is probably Moneyball. I, Moneyball yeah. is such a good movie. Yeah, like I'm saying, I haven't count. seen a lot of baseball movies. Like I need to watch Major League and I need to watch um, Moneyball. I've heard those yeah. are both really good yeah. ones. Dang, good. You haven't watched Moneyball? That's even a newer one, at least. Yeah. yeah. Major League's a great one. Bull Durham. Got to throw that oh, one yeah. out. That's another great one. <laughs> I haven't seen that one, but I always see like the little like clip on uh, MLB Network when yeah. uh, it's like, I want to assert my dominance with the fastball. You want to what? Bull Durham is probably, that one's like a super baseball movie. Like the other ones, like are more play at the romantic aspect. Bull Durham is like baseball. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, money Moneyball is way up there. Forty two, I really liked. Oh yeah, forty two is good movie. But so speaking of this, and my love of Field of Dreams, like hit for Tim Anderson to hit a walk off on that field, like oh dude, into the corn and a walk off the Yankees. Oh, so good. Oh, also, uh, yes. what about those jerseys? Oh, fire. Yeah, amazing, dude. Those are great, great unis, dude. The way they walked out on the field to start the game, too, like how all oh, from the movie. I love it. I love it. I love it. It was great. About game. I loved the whole spectacle of it. It should have been a full series. Yeah, it was, yeah, I mean, it's weird. With what? all the with all the two game series they've done this year, why was it not at least two games? It should have been a two game, hundred percent. Like I understand why not three or four. I, I can understand, but two games at least. Come on. And it was one game on a Thursday night. Oh, yeah. That should have been – that straight up should have been a Friday night, Saturday morning uh, two-gamer. Well, you could have even done Sunday night baseball. Yeah. Yeah, or a Saturday, Sunday, or a Sunday, Monday. One of those games should have been a weekend games, and none of them should have been a Thursday. (laughs) Dude, the crazy part about it – Oh, yeah. I'm sure you were about to say the same thing I was. It's like the most watched baseball game in years, apparently. Yeah, I think regular season baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, dude, it got people. It was amazing. I watched it. I I can care less about watching a Yankees game, but I watched like almost the entire game. I'll watch any Yankee game where they lose, though. (laughs) Dude, yeah. I and I discovered uh, something. I just love watching that ball go into some corn, you know? <laughs> it's great. Yeah, Dude, it's amazing. <laughs> just watching the bombs go straight to the corn. It's kind of funny, though. The first, like, two innings, the crowd was super quiet. Like, they didn't know what to do. Well, yeah, it's they're in Iowa. It's just they yeah, never they... experienced loud noise before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they got some man. tractors. To... <laughs> they're, That's they're... loud. <laughs> <laughs> but dude like the mlb logo corn maze like everything about this game was so good like i no, really it was hope it was they awesome. do it again yeah i think the i think that um and, and i think we, we've talked about this a bit with other aspects of of baseball um particularly like with unis and a couple other things baseball you got 162 games man get some some spice somewhere getting cool gimmick you know, games or maybe not gimmicky. I don't know if I'd call the field of dreams. It, game it was still gimmicky. a real game. 
it was still a real game. It wasn't like a gimmick, but like, I, I love that kind of stuff, you know, like the, the series where we got to see Yankees Red Sox in, um, uh, across, across the pond. Yeah, um, London, yeah. yeah. In London, Charlie, London town. that's, but like stuff like that, do more of that, do more so, like cool stuff like that. It's really, really fun to see. What I was going to say is like, they did that series in London. They also did one in Japan not too long ago. Right. Yeah, it was the, done a few times. They did. Yeah. They've done it a few times, but they, it was the like season opener they did in Japan. It was yeah. the well, A's and because, Mariners. I think because of travel, they had to do it as the season opener. Yes. But uh, like, why isn't there more games like the Field of Dreams in terms of like just random locations in the United States that they don't usually play? Like there's plenty of states yeah. that don't have a baseball team. Yeah, be like, awesome. Dude, and putting it in the united states doesn't like put an mlb team out of its way like going to london could be hard for a lot of teams going oh, yeah. to japan is hard for a lot of teams i would but if I it's would in love, some random state like i would love to see and i know that it's totally non-feasible um but i would love to see like a week or two of of major baseball league uh, at least the the main three uh, ro- uh rotating of stadiums i want to see like the Japan League play in the MLB stadiums. The MLB play in the KBO, and the KBO play in. Wow. Okay, in the I, I don't know how. I, I want to see one. something. <laughs> I want to see something spicy, because they well, all no. play at the same at the, at the same you know time frames. I, I feel like we have a long way to go before we get there. That'd be so sick, though. Could you imagine how cool that would be? I I think it would be interesting how the turnout would be. I think the turnout when like the MLB teams go to like Japan or the Korean League could be big. But, like, if the Korean League's playing in the U.S., how many people actually show up? So it would depend on where. I think they'd have to play West Coast. Yeah, for sure. Right. But I think, it, you, I think still, they've got to play West Coast. I, I just think it would be it'd be kind of weird. I don't know how many people would actually want to show up. And there's no, like, no, I'm not talking smack to Korean baseball players. Like, it's a very entertaining game they put. And like, yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. I love watching it. It just, I don't know how many baseball fans. It is different. Right. Yeah. It is a very different thing. And and honestly, KBO is closer to MLB than uh, the uh, Nippon League, than the Japanese League. Um, they play total small ball a lot of the time. Um, so that, that might be even less interesting for American fans. But um, I, I just think it'd be super cool. Like, I just think it'd be really fun. They'll never yeah. do it, but it'd be fun. <laughs> Hopefully we see the Field of Dreams again next year yeah. with, some, with two sure. new teams. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like I would love to see that just be a yearly thing and two new teams play it every year. Just yeah. Let every team experience, man. I think maybe another thing you could do is just like building a park near some other major sporting event that's going on. Like maybe when there's the masters, just put a park in Augusta, just, <laughs> just, just, you know, beautiful <laughs> Georgia in <laughs> April. Just start popping up baseball stadiums. Oh, I mean, gotta do something i don't know sure right so someone's saying the grand canyon i mean like that would be a little that'd be a little hard to i want to see that yeah i want to see the outfield fence be on like the (laughs) the west rim you know so that if you hit it out it just it just disappears it's the furthest home run (laughs) there's someone like kayaking at the bottom of the canyon (laughs) just a ball just comes flying down hit one literally into the grand canyon dude one of the funniest things about that field of dreams game though is when eloy jimenez hit a home run the MLB Twitter account tweeted out a picture of him and put Elote Jimenez. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I just thought that was so funny. <laughs> I don't know yeah. why. Well, it's funny when I saw you put that in the doc, I was like, oh, yeah, that autocorrect happens to me all the time, too. And I was like, oh, wait, no, he played at the Field of Dreams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, like, and he I hit a ball it. into the corn. Yeah. It just works. 
It worked too well. It was Eli's, pretty funny. Eli's been crushing it lately. Dude, I mean, I guess that's what happens when you return from the dead. Yeah, dude. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. We were talking about old man strength. What about resurrection dead strength? <laughs> dead man strength. <laughs> <laughs> pirates of the caribbean dead man strength oh man all those although speaking of dead men rising uh, we we did have one uh, a, a living man fall chris davis is retired oh. I, that was a long time coming let's be honest uh, yeah. yeah it needed to happen but I, I think there were still rumors that like oh maybe he'll go to the a's or maybe he'll like go to an actual or maybe like some team like Baltimore picks him up just to see what happens. I feel like um, it came out every year and it was like Chris Davis like starting to figure it out. And then you see him yeah, in the yeah, yeah. season, you're like, oh. And then he promptly didn't figure it out. Don't worry, and, the, the Orioles will still be paying him a little bit of money for the next like 15 years or so. <laughs> I think they came to a settlement actually when he retired. No, yeah, so. but it's like over 15 years. Yeah, 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 I think they did that on purpose though, because like it makes no, yeah. it, he still gets his money and it makes it easier on the Orioles. Makes it yeah, yeah, but, but it's just funny that every year the Oils fans will just be able to remember Chris <laughs> Davis in that contract. I also love how like these billion dollar MLB organizations need to sprout the money. <laughs> like, well, that's just more about money. the luxury tax stuff, and yeah, yeah I guess. And any enough. and any amount of yeah, spreading that cap helps a little. You know, we got to talk about Salvador Perez. Too. For yeah. the first time in his career, he has hit. 30 home runs. Yeah, not often a catcher reaches the 30 home run mark. I think Mitch Garver did it just a couple of years ago. But other than that, it's few and far between that. Yeah, it definitely does not happen often. Yeah. It, best year of his career, I think. I mean, yeah. Yeah, best year of his career. I was looking, I was like, oh, wait, no, this one year is better. But he only played like 11 games that one year. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's been fun to watch Salvador Perez this year. Uh, just unfortunate the Royals have not been that good. <laughs> do you think Salvador, uh, I was going to ask, like, do you think he has a chance of the Hall of Fame in the future? But I feel like he has to have some insane like, I mean, we're, seasons. We're, we're kind of far out for that one. Well, well see, like, we're, we're 30, he's 31 years old. Like, he probably only has, what, four five years like catchers don't last late into late 30s usually yeah I, I guess but i mean we I see know. buster posey having buster posey stats are not to go on a sidetrack but i'm gonna go on a sidetrack his stats are literally identical to his mvp year which is insane yeah which is wild and to think that he not even in the conversation for it <laughs> well yeah that yeah for him i think it's mainly to do with the games. lack of games games yeah, played he only plays two out of every three games. He gets an off day literally like all the time, yeah. which I mean is kept him fresh. And like, I'm glad they're doing it, but that's why he's not in the MVP conversation. But here's my argument for Salvador Perez in the Hall of Fame. Okay. So it's a few different things. One is that he's a catcher and catchers are just viewed differently. You know, I respect it. that like yeah. the, the war and isn't as important for catchers, you know, and the other being that he was like the AL catcher of this generation. Um, yeah. No, for and sure. Like, I just think, especially if he doesn't get voted in by the writers, I think he would, I could very much see him being like a veterans committee vote into the hall of fame. Hmm. Um, same thing with Wainwright. If he doesn't get voted in by the writers, I could see him being voted in by the veterans committee. What about a guy like Yachty then? Yachty, uh, yeah, I, he's a lock. He's a lock in my mind. He should be, yeah. I think Molina and Posey are both locks for the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and I just yeah. think That's Perez right. is just like he's just got that name, you know, and like 
Yeah. Even though he's battled injuries, I just think, you know, the All-Stars, the Gold Gloves, the World Series. Uh, yeah. Dude, you think of the top five catchers over the last 10 years, it's always been pretty much Perez, Posey, and Molina, plus whatever two catchers are having good years. Yeah, plus plus like, whoever your flavor of the month. Like, it's almost are. consistently has always been those three. Maybe there's, like, one batter year from one of them where they could probably get taken out of the conversation but yeah you know the year that like posey had a broken leg <laughs> that flash, the year that perez nice. tore his acl carrying luggage yep mm-hmm. that's brutal man that was <laughs> I forgot brutal. about that that's rough. dude and the crazy <sighs> part is 2018 the year before that happened was his worst year he batted 235 his worst year still was an ops of a 713 he had a 692 ops year but a lot higher batting average but coming off one of his worst years, tore his ACL. Like there was people like seriously worried about Perez's career. Yeah, but you know, I mean, you can you can be pretty bad and still hit thirty home runs if we're going off Eugenio Suarez. So. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Eugenio Suarez is on pace for I, I I haven't looked it up, but I think on pace for maybe the worst thirty plus home run season of all time. He's he's like <laughs> mid twenty something like that. But yeah, his batting average. Yeah, so he's on pace for a 30-plus home run season with the batting average below 180, on base below 260, slugging below 380 for an overall OPS lower than 640 while hitting 30 or more home runs. I, I, like, I, have a 30-home run season and slug sub 400 is <laughs> actually like kind of remarkable. Like, it's impressive. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Like, it's crazy looking at Perez's stats. Like he's never slugged below 400 and he's no. a catcher. Yeah. yeah no. Perez no, is sub, ridiculous. Sub 400 slugging is like kind of just bad. Like it's not good. <laughs> like <laughs> Dude, talking about 30 home runs, like 30 home runs in a year might be a weird stat to look at now almost because the Giants have the second most home runs in the league behind the Blue Jays and the Giants have nobody on pace for 30 home runs. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, that's just what happens when everyone on your team is hitting some home runs. Oh, right? yeah, the Giants probably are going to finish with the most guys with 20 home runs. Although I guess makes sense. Well, I mean, I mean, the Jays are actually going to be potentially close to that as well. Yeah, for, for guys with 20, because because I think uh, come into this season, there's it's pretty likely that there might only be two guys on the Jays with 30 home runs. OK, it's probably just going to be Guerrero and Simeon um, just because Springer it's just, you know on the field most of the time but because how many how many guys on the on the giants have 20 home runs right now yeah i'm up, i'm pulling up their uh oh my god because the, the jays have stats and brought up the niners the, i hate when that happens. the jays have five Boo. Boo the niners so the, the giants five. currently have nobody with 20 <laughs> oh they have nobody with 20 yeah no that's, that's what's weird that's even weirder but, then. so okay. posey has 15 belt has 15 crawford has 19 Dickerson has 13, Yaz has 18, Wilmer Flores has 15, Lamont Wade Jr. has 15, Ruff has 13. I think Slater has 10 now. Okay, there's your thing. You got a bunch of people in the 10, <laughs> like, like yeah, in the no. double digits. Yeah, no, for sure. They have a ton of double digits, guys. One, yeah, two, because the three, Jays four, have seven. Six, seven, eight, nine. So they have nine guys in double digits, and that's not including Longoria, who just came back and he has nine. So he'll probably right. get there soon. He'll get there pretty soon. Yeah. yeah. The Jays have the Jays have seven in double digits. Yeah. So it the Giants just have a lot of guys just 
barreling mm. the ball up. It's great. Love it. Yeah. Love to see it's it. A fun baseball team to watch. You know, speaking of the Giants, I wanted to talk about Logan Webb. Logan right. Webb is someone I spent a lot of like in our first episode, I think where we did the like NL breakdown and I was talking about the Giants. I was hyping up Logan Webb. He was all about the preseason hype and he came out to a very slow start this year. <laughs> I'm not going to say he did it. Had a rough year, but his ERA is currently down to a 2.96. And in his last 10 starts, he's rocking a 1.5 ERA. And that includes three starts against the Dodgers, one against the Astros, and one against the Brewers, all three of which are teams with good offensive outputs. Like, those are not any slouch of teams to be putting those numbers up against. And, you know, the crazy part about Logan Webb is when you look at his stats, he has the lowest average launch angle off him, like hit off him, in the entire MLB. That's like a funny stat. That's a good. That's a good stuff to have. <laughs> it's a good set. Yeah. So the stat is among NL pitcher. So it's among NL pitchers, not the whole league. Sorry, National League pitchers. But his average launch angle on all balls put in play is a negative point four, which is pretty ridiculous. <laughs> I'll take it, especially when you got Crawford <laughs> behind you. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. So he's literally second in the entire league in ground ball rate. So he's getting the ball on the ground a lot. And he's thrown his slider a ton for strikes early in counts, which has just been great because he has a deadly changeup to go with it. I love seeing. You know how he, much I love those ground balls. Yeah, oh, no. Yes. Logan Webb has been uh, the ground best homegrown machine. pitcher by the Giants since Bumgarner. So it's been a while. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know if you guys have anything else, but I just have two things that I'll mention really quickly before we maybe get on to some new segments. Yeah. Uh, first, something we forgot to mention uh, last week on Sunday, um, the Phillies retired Roy Holiday's number and Zach Wheeler came out and threw a CG shut piece against his former team. The Mets had 11 strikeouts and he was just electric, super awesome to see on a day where they're honoring uh, Roy Holiday. And then, uh, Oh yeah. Yes. Super. Yeah, super deserving of that retired number. Such a fun pitcher to watch throughout the years. And then on Wednesday night, Corbin Burns had one of the most impressive outings of the season. He had eight innings pitched, four hits, zero runs, zero walks, 15 strikeouts, and matched the record with 10 consecutive strikeouts. And uh, here are the counts uh, of, of those 10 consecutive strikeouts. 0-2. Oh, two, one, two, one, two, oh, two, one, two, 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 and then three, two, twos in a row, and then finish it with oh, two. It was just Corbin Burns at his best, like not even throwing balls. He only threw nine balls over those 10 strikeouts. Yeah, just incredible stuff by Burns. Dude, he's just attacking the zone. Hit me. Love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's definitely impressive. But um, now on to a brand new segment. And I see you guys have something else you want to bring up about this no, week. No, I'm good. This segment called Who? Really? <laughs> and this is a segment uh, where we just highlight some players that we think maybe aren't getting enough love. Um, ideally, maybe someone that's a lesser known name, but even if it's a bigger name and you just feel like they're going a little bit under the radar, that's fine too. Um, do any of you guys want to start? You guys want me to start this one? I, I feel like I could start. My name arguably it's the biggest name actually maybe not adam's name might be a little bigger than my guy but dansby swanson of the atlanta braves i was talking about the braves infield earlier they've all been great and dansby swanson has the lowest ops of them 
<laughs> so I don't know why I picked him. But, you know, Dansby Swanson's been great. He's been playing great defense. He was a huge prospect who kind of, like, I feel like has kind of underwhelmed in his career. I mean, he has a career batting average of a 250, so that's not that underwhelming for a shortstop. That's actually really good. So I don't know what I'm talking about, apparently. Well, the perception Dansby- of Dansby Swanson is a bit of a bust, I feel like. I mean, he's been solid, but some people just – I don't know, but I so I like that you're bringing up Dansby Swanson. Yeah, I mean, he was the one-one pick, like first overall in the draft. Dansby Swanson was supposed to be that guy, and I mean, his career OPS is a point seven three, which which is that's about league average. I don't know what exactly league average is for OPS, but a seven three is no slouch for an OPS. But this year is his best year of his career so far. He has an eight fifteen OPS. Batting average is a 265. He's playing a lot of games. He has 24 home runs, which is way more than I thought Dansby Swanson would have. 70 RBIs while playing good defense, man. He's just been a stud. Yeah. And specifically, I almost forgot my second point, the reason why I'm bringing him up. Over the last 30 games, he's been just absolutely killing it with a batting average over 300 and an OPS over a one dot. One dot, baby. You just, anytime you see a one dot OPS, you got to love it. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. You want to, you want to take this uh, next one, Adam? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I guess probably the most known name, but uh, Robbie Ray of the uh, Toronto Blue Jays, who uh, he had a, he had a, he had a tough start to the season. He got slapped around a bit. And he did, people were hitting a good amount of home runs off him. But he found his stride midseason, and uh, especially after All-Star break. Um, but he's just absolutely just destroying batters. He's doing really good. Fourth most strikeouts in the majors, sub-3 ERA. He's, uh, he's killing it. Post-All-Star break, a 221 ERA. Dude, I so had, good to see. I would have had no clue Robbie Ray had the fourth most strikeouts in the league. Like, if you ask me top five, right? Like you would, no, no one would think that. Yeah, you'd be you, there's there's a dozen names you'd think of before Robbie Ray. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't I honestly don't think I would have guessed Robbie Ray if you asked me to guess like top five strikeout guys. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm just an AL East fan, and I've also kind of followed Robbie Ray ever since his Arizona days. Yeah, he had back to back 218 strikeout seasons in 16 and 17, and then 19 out of 235 strikeout season. But then lost it. Uh, you know, he's always been a guy that struggled with walks a lot, but he has yes. figured it out in Toronto. Yeah, and and that's you know one of the things I was gonna bring up. Like he's only got the 36 walks right now, um, which is pretty good. It's he's he's pitching really nice. He's he's figured it out, and it's been really good to see, especially since the uh, the Jays have had a a lot of pitching struggles this year. Um, to actually have uh, one of the starters just figure it out and, and be able to throw the way that he's been throwing has been real good to see. No, yeah. I mean, Robbie Ray, you talk about last year, a shortened year, but his walks per nine was 7.8 walks per nine. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but it's, 2019, yeah, it's, it's bad. But 2019, his last full year was uh, 4.3 walks per nine. And in 2018, before that, 5.1. So, that's a major turnaround for him to be down at 2.4 walks per nine this year. Yeah. And I mean, even just the combined performance, right? Like last year in that shortened season, 1.9 whip, I mean, you know, nearly, nearly a two whip and now 1.06, which if he keeps that pace is his career best. Yeah. Which is where you want to be. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but for my guy, guy, I mean, I've been following the Reds pretty closely this last few weeks, not being able to tune in live for many games, but just really watching the highlights because they're such a fun team. They've got 600 runs scored and they got some solid pitching. I've mentioned Luis Castillo a bit getting back on track, but Tyler Maley is a guy that's been with for them strong all year. I had no idea. This guy is 10 and three with three, five, eight ERA, 130 and two thirds innings pitched 155 strikeouts and a one, one, eight whip. And his most uh, recent two starts have been seven inning outings. You love to see that. And uh, another interesting note on him. So 2020 was really his breakout year. Um, and his stats are nearly identical to what they were last year. So last year, three, five, nine ERA this year, three, five, eight. Um, let's see his, uh, FIP last year, three, eight, eight, this year, three, eight, two <laughs> whip uh, last year, one, one, five, this year, one, one, seven. It's just like across the board. He's like just carbon copy of his solid 2020 performance. And, yeah. um, it's been great to see for the Reds. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I love seeing the Reds play well. I don't know why the Reds are just, they're a fun team. Like I feel like the MLB I feel like it has a lot to do with Brett, uh, Brandon Phillips growing up. Like I loved watching Brandon Phillips. That dude. So, like, he yeah. was that guy, man. He was a fun player to watch. So I feel like that's why I'm always happy when the Reds are doing well because of Brandon Phillips. Yeah. Yeah. I got some sure. family in the Ohio area. So yeah, and they just got a great uniform, great aesthetic, great ballpark. Love it. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I did did very briefly want to mention, I did have an honorable mention for this. Um, He was uh, just because like, I I think I briefly brought up Adam Wainwright, but I did have another one as well. Um, Cause I, I did, I felt a little bit bad about picking Robbie Ray because he's on my team. Um, So I did sort of also have one for a a much worse team. Um, He was an all-star reserve, but I think he went kind of under the radar, but Brian Reynolds of of the Pittsburgh Pirates, he's he's having a great year. And I feel like just just shout out to him. I'm glad the Giants traded him for McCutcheon. That definitely worked out well for the Giants. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Don't, don't have the guy who uh, is currently batting 309 with a 927 OPS. He would fit (laughs) so well in San Francisco's lineup right now too. Yeah. Dude. Well, it's interesting. Um, Last week, we mentioned Harper and Vladdy being the only three, four, five guys in baseball. Reynolds not there, but he's got a shot at maybe Very if he gets on-base percentage up. He could be another three, four, five guy. Yeah, He's definitely a guy for Pittsburgh to build around. Yes. Hopefully, they'll do a better job than they did with McCutcheon. Yeah. But yeah, he was, he was just like, a, like an honorable mention because uh, you, you get overlooked when you're on a team that's as bad as the Pittsburgh Pirates, so... So what's that trivia? So the trivia, uh, a little bit similar to my previous trivia is we're, we are now entering the war room, oh, um, no. but this one more game show like, because you guys okay. will be competing right, right. against each other. Oh boy. So the game is you are going to name the players on your favorite teams, the top five in oh. war. You oh, get, no. Oh, and you get, so you get one point for naming the player. And if you correctly guess which spot they are, you get another point. And then whoever has the most points at the end win. If there is a total tie, oh, we, will, man. we will go to the Red Sox. That's for. I, I know, oh, the, I know the Giants. The Sox? Oh, of course. I know the Giants number one. I'm okay. Well, wait, so wait, wait, wait. Um, I need to flip mm. a coin. All right. Okay. 
I'm, um, I'm pretty sure I know the Giants number one at least. <laughs> okay. Be very wrong. Adam, heads or tails? Uh, we can go tails. Brian, would you like to go first or second? Uh, well, I, I th- feel like I know the first one, so I'll go first. Let's see what happens. Okay. Um, so you're you're guessing the number one spot? Yes. Okay. I believe it is. Oh, it's super close between two guys, but I believe it is Buster Posey. I'm trying to um, wait. So the, here, no, it, give me your top five. My top Just five. A, okay. In order so from one to five. So Posey's oh, one, Crawford's two. Um, Let me pull up my. It, okay, wait. I, I have a question. Is Chris Bryant included in this? Because like most like, of ooh, that's interesting. No, most of most no. Okay, because I was about to say most of his war is like accumulated with another team, but he still has a lot of war. Hmm. Okay, so just war on the agile giants. Okay, I think it's Posey Crawford. I oh, is Gosman up there? I feel like Gosman has to be, but he's had a rough couple weeks. Um. Yaz has been rough. Um, oh, dude, this is way harder than I thought. Yeah. So like you have a f- guess for your number? All right. Yeah, for number three. Number three, I'm going to go. Th- I'm not sure if he's number three, but I think Darren Ruff will be in the top five. You got to um, give me I'll, a number for Ruff. I'll, I'll tell you. Let me think of the oh, other yeah. two names I'm going with, and then I'll give you numbers. I, I think I can give you my top five. Here, let him go. I need a thing. Uh, okay. Okay. Who, who's your number one? Vladdy. <laughs> no, yeah, that's kind of Vladdy easy. should be. That's that's the top two is the easiest. Okay. I think where I think where I fail this is is so three, three. Who's four. your number two? Uh, Simeon. All right. Number three. I think it's Tay Oscar. Okay. Number four. Uh, because I think Bobachet has too many like errors and, and I think he's he's been off and on defense. I think Bobachet might be fourth. And then five is going to um five's gonna be a pitcher, and I don't know if it's <sighs> my gut says that it's Ryu, but I'm gonna say that it's I'm going to say it's Robbie Ray because I think he's just been so good lately and Ryu's been so not as good lately. Dude, I feel like the Giants How heavily are... does War care about strikeouts? <laughs> I feel like Weird. the Giants are harder than the Blue Jays because they platoon so much and there's like so many different guys contribute. So I, like, I just want to confirm, I am saying Robbie Ray is my fifth just because Robbie I think... Ray's fifth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that because I think he's just going to have the stat lead over Ryu. Even though I think Ryu is probably better. But. You know, I think someone in the top five for the Giants might actually not be on the major league team. I think he might be just playing for AAA right now. And that's Steven Duggar. I'm going to put him in as number five. So um, number five is Duggar. Yes. And I'm going to go Gosman three, rough four. Okay. Let me calculate. The points. Also, I really want to know where the hell George Springer is because I feel like he's <laughs> higher than he should be. <laughs> but yeah. Just because, like, the short time that he's been actually healthy, he's been so good. 
What I feel like he's top 10. I use a baseball reference. Oh, baseball reference. I hate baseball reference. So all mine might be. How different do they do? Do different places calculate war different though? Yeah, Yeah. it's weird. Oh, really? War is such a weird stat. Yeah. You are not going to believe this. Oh, no. We we have a tie. Oh, five points each. So (laughs) did I did I swap Teo and Bull and Bobochet? So, well, I guess we'll start with the Blue Jays. Okay. The number one in terms of war is Marcus Simeon. Wait, I flipped Simeon and Guerrero? Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, you get one point for guessing Simeon correctly in the top five, but not a second point for getting them. So, yeah, Vlad was number two. Yeah. Number three is Robbie Ray. Wow. They have him so high. Yeah. Bo Bichette is four, so you got two points for that. And Teo is five? Ryu is five. Ryu is five. Te- Wait, they don't have Teoscar anywhere yeah, in the top missed, five? He's missed some time. He has missed time, but he's been so good, especially defensive. Wow, they just must not care about uh, the – wow, okay. So, yeah, you you would have – if you would have said uh, Ryu at five instead of Robbie Ray, you would have won because oh. you would have gotten two points for Ryu. Oh. Um, but no. so the Giants war number one is Gosman. Believe it or not, I don't like baseball reference. I mean, I can see that though. (laughs) I mean, Gosman was phenomenal. He had an amazing first half. I'm just so used to fan graphs, and fan graphs, I think, doesn't weight pitchers as heavy. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all good. That that makes sense though. Gosman's been a great, he's had a great year. It makes sense. He's the top board. Um, Number two, you got this one right, Brian. Double points, Brandon Crawford. Oh, higher than Posey. I guess that makes sense because games played. I was yeah. really torn if Crawford and Posey was one. Yeah, games yeah. played and shortstop. Yeah. And then Posey three. Okay. And then this will be another thing with the waiting the pitchers. Disclafani four. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I, I would I mean he's Disclafani's had a great year. Yeah. I I would not have thought though, well, obviously I didn't think he was top five, but I right, wouldn't have yeah. even thought he's top. <laughs> Uh, I guess he would have been top 10 easy. Yeah. But, but yeah. yeah. And then Darren Ruff. Um, oh, five. Okay. five. Okay. Dude, Which Darren I was Ruff. very surprised to see Darren Ruff in the top five. Dude, Darren Ruff has been so slept on. Like, that dude mashes lefty pitching. Like, if you look at his splits against lefties, it's kind of insane. Hmm. So, yeah. Man. I mean... Darren Ruff thrived in the Korean league before coming back to thrive with the giants. Love to see it. Love to see it. So are you guys wanting to do the Red Sox tiebreaker? Are you guys fine with the good old pod? No, let's do it. Okay. um, I feel like I'd rather try guessing the next five on my team. I'll have no chance. Let's do do Sox because I have the advantage with this one. (laughs) Okay. So Adam, you have to go first then. Oh, okay. It's uh, it'll be, it'll be. I, I don't know if this is Carabas's favorite, but Rafi Big Scoops. Wait, <laughs> Rafi wait. Big. Oh, is we're it doing Rafi top five Big still. Scoops. Yeah, yeah number one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, am I doing the? Oh, am I doing my whole five? Wait, yeah. Wait. Uh, would it be more fair if we did one and one for this one? Okay, I guess so. So, give me your number one, Brian. Um, I'm gonna. I'll also go with Devers. I feel like I'm trying to think. Well, is it's Bryce just gonna copy my top? No, 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 no. I'm not gonna copy. I'm not gonna copy you. Don't worry, don't worry. I'm not. Oh, gonna copy you. I'm, I'm debating if it, it might be Bogarts. Isn't he having a good year? I don't.
No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna bleep that. Um, I'm gonna go with Devers. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, my number two is Xander Bogarts. Okay. Wait, who, did I say Bogarts for one? Yeah, you said Bogarts. <laughs> you, oh, you said Devers. You said Devers. Oh, I said Devers. Dude, I'm all over the place. Um, who else would have a lot of war on this team? Um. I, I feel like it has to be boat. Oh, hasn't I'm gonna go. Do you know what? I'm gonna come out of left field with this one. I'm gonna go Kike. <laughs> I feel like he's okay. been having a good year. Okay. 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 Uh, number three. Hmm. It is uh, for pitcher. Uh, has Uvaldi done enough? Yeah, I'm gonna say Uvaldi. Okay. Well, I'm going to go Bogarts 3 since I went DK. <laughs> okay. Uh, JD. Uh, as JD uh, 4, right? 4. Four, four? Okay. Yeah, JD 4. Oh, man. My fifth. I don't know who it is. It's between two. I have to go JD as well for fourth. All right. So, fifth. Is it. Oh man, it's between two. I don't want to say both of them though, because then Brett uh, Brian will take <laughs> one of them. Brian will take one of he'll take the other one. Because they're both yeah, names I, that I don't even think Brian would know. I have no clue. I don't think Brian even knows these two players. Nah, I feel like you're selling me a little short. <laughs> probably know the players. I know a lot of names. I may not know that they're doing well but i i probably know i'm names. i'm gonna say oh man oh no oh my gosh oh no oh oh no because if i if i'm wrong then it's real sad <laughs> yeah, is it enrique team. i'm gonna go enrique hernandez okay Kike. Hey, um, Brian, who's your five Dude, I don't know. Who's the best pitcher on the Red Sox? I don't even know. <laughs> um, you know, I feel like I've been hearing a lot of Renfro hype. Let's go with Renfro. Why not? Okay. So he didn't say either of the people that I thought he would that, that I was thinking of. Who are you thinking? Nick Pavetta. Okay, Pavetta. Oh, yeah, I forgot he's on the Red Sox. <laughs> I feel I like think, I, I think I think your I think your is miles off. <laughs> I think I should have said Evaldi. Yeah, I think you is you lock so you locked in Renfro as your five, Brian. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. Is it close? Here is the top five. Okay. Through the Red Sox. Number one, Rafael Devers. Yeah, is it better so be both of you got scoops? both you got two points for that? Good. All right. Yeah. Number two. Yep. Is Kike Hernandez? Wait, what? No. <laughs> so shot. Brian, Brian, dude, he's been the best like defensive center fielder for most of the season. Yeah. Wow. He's he's had an insane year. That's why I went with it because I've been hearing all kinds of Kike hype. See, I listened wild. to Starting Nine and Jared Carabas, big Red okay. Sox fan. So, so yeah, I don't listen to Starting Nine. So Adam got one point for that. Brian, two points. Let's go. Number three is Xander Bogarts. Let's go. Wow. So Brian got two points. Because Adam he got one. Because I put him at two. Wow. Yeah. Then number four, J.D. Martinez. You both got two points. Okay, we, we, got, we got J.D. For that. And number okay. five, 
is Nathan Eovaldi. So Adam got one point. Brian got zero. He fair almost fair. swept it, but Brian won eight points to seven. Wow. There was, almost there was no chance. I was going Evaldi. <laughs> no shot. Well, well I, I'm surprised because Adam said Evaldi earlier. He, he said Evaldi. I said Evaldi. I know. I, I wanted to – I didn't want to say the name he said. And I knew Evaldi was having a decent year. I didn't realize he was having that good of a year, though. Yeah, he was like an all-star. I almost said Verdugo instead of Renfro. Yeah, Verdugo's been really good recently, but he's overall kind of had a bit of a disappointing year. Yeah. Okay, for sure. Dang. Yeah. Where's Pavetta? Pavetta? Um, oh, I had that written. Her. Oh, yeah, Pavetta. Um, he's the second highest pitcher. No, yeah, I think he's sixth. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Wow. But also, interesting note is Garrett Whitlock, a relief pitcher, is like the third uh, most valuable pitcher on the Red Sox. So just a shout out to how – I mean, he's been, he goes multiple wow. innings a lot. But do you, do you still have the Giants up? How high is uh, Tyler Rogers? Uh, I don't. That, oh, okay. yeah. Dang. So yeah. I, I put I put uh, Kike at – put too low. Yeah. Kike's a stud. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was, he is I was a stud. so hard containing myself when Brian almost swept it. Oh, <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. I almost said Evaldi fifth, but like I just, uh, I wanted to be different. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But oh. I thought that was a very fun episode. That was, a, I liked, I mean, I like just working together to try and figure out trivia, but that was a real fun, more kind of a game show like thing there. Yeah, no. Wow, was... I can't believe I lost on an AL East team. That's actually kind of sad. <laughs> Genuinely a little I, bit disappointed on that one. I, I think the starting nine pod definitely helped me there. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Just hearing Jared gush about Kike. And then I feel like Devers, Bogarts, Devers and wow, Bogarts and JD though. were big, like, were kind of locks. I am surprised. Yeah, I mean, the, the top two, I think, was easy enough. I'm surprised. Or the top, like, it's Andrew, top four. Uh, yeah, yeah, top four um yeah with Evaldi wow I really I mean, thought yeah Enrique I feel like lower. the Red Sox are definitely one of the easier teams to probably try guessing because like they just have a lot of studs like like I was saying with the Giants like no chance either of you guys probably would have said Darren Ruff in the top five no yeah definitely not no but I would have had yeah Gosman at least I think yeah fair enough <laughs> yeah and that was a very fun episode <laughs> yeah I like it Anything yeah. else you guys got for this week? No. No, go so. Dortmund. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye-bye.